Hi everybody, my name is Dia Rustagi and I'm the co-founder and CEO of Neufumi, India and APAC's first brain wearable EEG device which monitors your mental well-being and recommends custom solutions to change it. Welcome to our podcast, Feel It in Your Brain. And today we have Sanjeevani, a young student pursuing clinical psychology in Amity University in Noida. Hi Sanjeevani, how are you? Hi Ria, I'm good. How are you? I'm doing great. Uh, this podcast is something which is, you know, which is very close to me. I like these conversations. I like uh, bringing this mental health stories and what people in the mental health field think mental health is out there. So this is something like, you know, I love this conversation. So we're just going to take it on a very casual uh, way so that people and specifically students you know uh, can connect with us today because I feel uh, you guys are under so much pressure like I think uh, and that sets that sets the base for how you behave as an adult you know I was a very anxious student always under pressure always stressed so now that is what has come into my personality and uh, I want to like ask how do you first uh you're a mental health student you're a psychology student did your bachelor's in this field and then master's as well how do you cope with your mental health okay so yes mental health and students <laughs> okay I have a very long journey on this path so when I was in my school academic validation was everything for me literally everything because I have seen my teachers you know giving more preference to students who have good marks and giving no preference at all to students who have very low marks and that is something you know that sticks in my mind and I was like okay academic validation is something I need to get and I scored very good marks in my 10th grade even though I was not even aware what subjects I was doing I was just you know in my books because I wanted that validation I was not learning the subject but I was just grasping the subject for the sake of it okay I had the same story actually so for me it was always okay I I had a need to you know make people happy be it your parents or be it your teachers and then we figured out I figured out that okay teachers are happy only with kids who score very good and then these kids become the popular ones as well somehow either you were popular by rebel or you're popular by your grades and since rebel was not my natural instinct I also wanted to go to the latter one you know get good grades and be in the good books and then everybody will love you kind of a thing yes and this was very difficult for me because I'm a very average student to be honest but I just wanted to push myself hard enough so that you know, I'm in the good books of the teacher. Everyone knows my name and I am in my, I am recognized in my school and stuff like that. I just pushed myself beyond my limits. And it really, you know, it was not a good decision, to be honest, because when I passed my 10th, it was because uh, it was just in just in my head. I had this thing. OK, I need to get good marks, but I never thought what I wanted to do in my future. And I was not even sure which field to choose up in my 11th. Because instantly after 10, you have to choose one subject, uh, one field, either arts, medical or commerce. Mm-hmm. And I was not sure which one to choose because, you know, I never gave it much importance. Yeah. Only the marks was what got Matthew. my, you know, 
Yes, important. Generally, a lot of people also chose their fields on the basis of how, which which subject they had good marks in. So, if I got science mein marks in science, then I am a good science student. It was, I think, frowned upon, or I think it is still, if somebody is getting good marks in science and maths, then why are they taking arts, for example? Yeah, that is, the, okay, so same same story <laughs> happened with me. I'm an art student, okay? I was, But I chose art because, arts because in 10th, I had so much pressure. I gave my everything to my exams and now I wanted to rest. <laughs> so I chose arts. But when I got very good marks, there were people who, you know, came to my house and were like, why are you taking arts? You need to go to science. Science is what you're made for. You got so much marks. Why are you going to arts? I was like, no, I don't need that pressure. And at one, I, I remember there was a moment when I thought, okay, let's take science. People are saying so much, but I am very thankful that I didn't took, took science because that was that wouldn't have been the cup of tea for me. So I'm very happy I took arts. <laughs> So that when that, yeah. So cool yeah, that you listen to your actually inner voice, you know. And you know, there was a point where I was about to break. I don't know what happened. I, I cannot recall, but I didn't uh, break because everyone was out there telling me to take science, to say, change subjects and everything. But I was like, no, this is not something I want. I want, I know because when I was, you know, uh, in my school and I had to sign up for the subject, it was it was that when I realized, okay, what do I want that? I don't know. I just know that I want marks, but I don't know what I want. And then I chose arts. I don't know how I chose it, but I did. And uh, after choosing my arts, I did my 11th and 12th. That too, I was uh, after grades, to be honest. <laughs> I learned nothing, to be honest. And then I was like, okay, it's college time. I need to get out of this city because... I have been in a room and I just need to explore the world around. Enough okay, of you know, study. Before you move to your journey of college, I want to understand where you're coming from. Uh, uh, what was your family like? Now, you completely seem like a person who had something in their heart to, you know, understand and question all the things that was societal norms that we were asked to follow but you wanted to kind of like go against it or at least question it so um, where do you come from where were you based what does your family and your uh, mental health around your family look like okay so I come from a very small town that is Udhampur it is in Jammu and Kashmir uh, so when I was in my school, when I was, you know, in my city, I never knew psychology was a subject. I never knew there was something like mental health because no one talks about mental health there. There is no clinical psychologist. There is no psychologist for that matter. And I was, I was not aware of this as a subject. And thankfully, I'm very grateful to my parents because they never stopped me. They never stopped me uh, from going forward and, you know, exploring the world and, uh, world and that's why I am here. Otherwise, I think from where I come from, I think I would have been a, I would have been in a commerce field doing BCom or something if I wouldn't have explored my options. And uh, when I talk about my hometown, mental health is not a concept there, to be honest. Now it's still growing. Definitely it's growing now. Everywhere it's growing. But when I was in my 10th standard, 11th standard, it was not there. And I was not aware about psychology as a subject. 
so i chose my bachelor i i chose to do my bachelor's and i uh, chose a program that has psychology sociology and economics in it i chose that program because i was like okay economics is something that i had in my you know 11th and 12th and i scored really good marks in economics so let's just go for it sociology i had a little bit idea but psychology i was like okay it's a new subject i'll i'll see what i'm going to do and everything um, but it was not in my mind okay this is a very interesting subject or anything i was not aware about the subject you just took and, it for the sake of it because you had to take yes it. yes because i didn't wanted to limit my options because i was not even sure that i am i am very much into economics so i was like i need to keep my doors open so that it so example for the pressure that we have to go through these different stages at a time we can't take the necessary pauses uh, we you could have passed through bachelors without even loving or finding what you really love you know it's like i i, I remember that when i was in btech there were uh, people who dropped out of after first year second year even third year to pursue journalism to pursue fashion because they found their calling you know uh, so the the amount the immense amount of pressure that we have to choose the right subjects to choose the good college to choose the right field it is completely the system is completely i think lost right there because it's creating people and robots we're just taking admissions for the sake of it in europe and us you can actually take breaks find what you like and then pursue a bachelor's it's it's an expensive course right it's not cheap yeah it's not that you have to just pay it in uh, 100 of rupees it's not a government university that we most of the people are going through so um one more question here how was it for you to move from your small town udhampur to a big city like bangalore which is so chaotic so uh, traffic uh, so much crowd is there there's always this constant rush uh, how did you feel as a student when you were there and i think your family wasn't there right so you used to be living in hostel so what was yes. the uh, shift in your mental health and now now keeping in mind that you're studying psychology so you're being made aware of how you think and how you feel so how was that for you so when i decided i want to go to bangalore it was like a very major decision for me and my brother is in bangalore so he's one year elder than me and he chose the university and i i was just like okay i'll go in the same university so i nothing nothing that i did in my life had a reason to be honest it just happened and happened and happened and when i shifted i was like okay i'll go to bangalore only it will be easy my brother is doing it i can do it it's okay okay so when i moved to bangalore uh, i remember the date of my orientation was 5th of june but it got postponed to 31 june a 30 30 or 29 june if i'm uh, correct i don't remember but yeah it got postponed one month and i had my ticket booked i had to go there there was no choice of cancelling the ticket and staying at my home and then going back no so i went on the dates when my tickets were booked i had to stay in a hostel all by myself for the very first time i had no roommate uh, for that at that time period because everyone was going to you know come on on the dates on the pra- uh, proper dates but that was not the case for me i went into my hostel room 
two days my mother was there with me and it was fine okay it was going okay then my parents left and i had to you know go out of my room take the lift go downstairs and eat food but that was a very impossible task for me because i knew no one and it i get very intimidated by people around me anyone for that matter and then i just cannot go out so i didn't eat for because i didn't wanted to get out of my room i didn't eat and i was just having uh, you know uh, chips and everything that i brought from my home and that is something i was binging on and i was not going to the mess also because it was such a big task for me and i remember just i stayed in between those four walls for one month with myself with my cell phone that's How it did you eat at all then so that that's what something happened so uh, a room there was a room next to me and there was a senior okay she she is a sweetheart okay so she came to my room uh, after few days uh, because i was new so she just came to introduce herself and everything i i was not in a good mood to talk i didn't talk very much i was like okay hi hello and everything that she went back to her room but every time she went to have a meal she you know knocked my door and she was like come you have to go come you have to go so she she somehow you know helped me but it was very yes but it was very difficult because okay from my room to the mess it was that one person i had to pay, uh, face but when i entered the mess there were hundred of different girls and it was just it was just too much for me because the environment was so new i couldn't gel up in that environment it was very difficult there were long lines for food and i have no habit of standing in lines and you know waiting for my food so there was a very mixed emotion that i had and i missed my home a lot because you know it felt like i am not going to survive to be honest it was a very chaotic time for me it was a time when i was very sad very lonely and very very alone to be honest and i i didn't realize it at that moment but when i now when i think about it it was very difficult for me but i would say that that one month really transformed me to be honest so that, that one month experience made you into who you are yes i i have no problem in living alone now because and i can interact with people now and you know there are a lot of small small things that happen throughout the journey which really uh, you know put things in my behavior and which really changed me as a person i cannot name all those things because i i don't have a proper you know set of uh, those things but i can definitely uh, tell you that this one incident that happened with me has really shaped me as a human being really shaped me had really i i was so alone that i talked to myself and you know i when i talked to myself i realized what i am feeling i was there for myself there was no one for me but i was there for myself and that really helped me in bonding with myself and that you know really gave me a good company because in my whole life i'm going to be there for myself and that that was a very you know a very sad moment in my life but that was the turning point of my life can you please tell that. everybody your age here okay so i'm just 20 oh my god okay so i think there is something happening with the next generation of 
people, women, I don't know. And it's so inspiring to see like you are this at 20, which I was, I think I started learning at 24, 25. That's like four or five years. And I know somebody who is also exactly like this. There's so much maturity now, uh, which people have at the age of 20. It's just, oh my God, uh, I felt that the next generation, uh, obviously, like uh, I have faced a lot more stress, pressure as compared to my parents. Things have changed and you are way more exposed to everything than us. Because there is a, a, a eight year, nine year age gap between you and me. So obviously there's a lot of exposure that you have faced at an earlier age. But not only that has uh, made the next generations, it depends what you take out of it, right? It has not only made the next generations uh, mature at a very young age, but also go through all of this at such an early stage on your life. You're just 20. Oh my God. Oh, okay. Yes, <laughs> yes, please. Yes. Uh, so I was saying, I definitely agree with you. You know, there were, it was a roller coaster ride. It has been a roller coaster ride. But this ride has really improved me as a human being. If I tell you, when I was, you know, uh, three, four years back, I was aggressive, very aggressive. <laughs> I just snapped at people like, nothing you just you just talk to me when my mood is bad and you are done <laughs> it was like that and I can tell you that you know psychology as a subject really changed me Obviously. because I have learned so much from this subject I have learned patience from this subject I have learned how to control my emotions I have learned what I am feeling at the moment and that has really changed me as a person I was never a listener never Never a listener. I would just talk and talk and talk. But now, if you come to me and you, you know, tell me things about yourself, I will listen because I know how important listening is and how it can really, you know, make the other person feel better about themselves. Make the per other person feel, okay, I am valued here because someone is listening to me. And I think listening is a very big big thing and it is the need of the a need of the hour because nowadays we can see that there are so many you know mental health problems with younger generation to be precise and i think as an individual if i want to help people i would just you know try something from my side obviously yeah. if a one person is doing something that will not change everything but that is a start of change so I think everyone should, you know, put their pieces, put, give their, uh, give their take back to the society so that we can be there for each other. There are things we cannot prevent. There are things, you know, we cannot stop, but there are things we can control. We can make a person feel good about themselves. And that will make me feel good about myself as well. If I am appreciating someone, it will make me feel good about myself. Okay, at least I'm appreciating someone. I must have made their day and that makes my day somehow. So these are the little, little things I have learned from the subjects that had made me, you know, that has converted me into a better person, I feel. Thank you for sharing this. Now let's do this one fun exercise where you have to be very true. Okay. You can't lie at okay. all. You're a psychology student and clinical psychology as a matter of fact. 
what is it that you think I, me, I'm 10 years younger to you, or your parents would not understand? What is it that you and your generation uh, is facing through as a mental health issue or what we, we can't relate to, for example? Um, there are a lot of things, I would say, that education, I think academic validation is the one of it. I would academic say from my personal is something opinion. that I also had, like the seek of academic validation from teachers. Yes. Uh, from that, peers, from students, because if you're, uh, if you have scored somewhere around forty to sixty percent, for example, then they these guys don't want to hang out with the to- uh, toppers, and if you are the topper, then they don't want to hang out with this, and then the average students are just hanging out everywhere. So I think that so, academic uh, validation is something that we also faced. What I, I want to say, academic validation in the sense that now at a level that I am, I don't care about academic validation. Mm-hmm. But if, you know, if I talk about my parents or uh, like elder oh. people, they would definitely, you know, care about okay. academic validation. But I think our society, now our society is so open. We are so much into conversations. We are has, having so many conversations that we know, okay, these some numbers are not going to define you. There is right. so much awareness on internet. There is so much awareness in schools nowadays. And I think that is something, you know, that is, that getting is better. the gap. Yes. Yes. That now, is what is it that, so I think that you still want to change that has not changed? I would definitely change the ed- something in education system because mental health is a part of education nowadays, but it is not very much implemented. People still ask very uh, you know questions like okay uh, just just go off the social media you'll be fine and stuff like that <laughs> just don't use your phone just just talk to someone just tell me how you're feeling and stuff like that and i think no that is that is happening because people are aware but they are not fully aware about what it is what the subject is what mental health is and i think that is something i would love to change do you think that social media is the problem for everything? No. I think no. I, if, you I, give a percentage, I, if you have to give a percentage for top four things that cause problem to a person's mental well-being, what could be that? Self. Self-perspective. Mm-hmm. The environment that mm-hmm. a person lives in. Uh, you um, mean society here? Yes. Mm-hmm. The society where a person lives um social media is a part of it but i would say it's now 60 to 40 percent because uh if i give you a reason i use social media there are people who use social media and uh, they have been badly impacted because of social media but me on the other hand i have learned a lot of things from social media to be honest exactly. it's just how how individual use social media and you know perceive things around them it really matters Mm-hmm. So, yeah, social media, I can say, and mm-hmm. the diet. Diet, okay, wow, interesting. So, yes. um, amongst your peers, uh, what do you think is that one thing that you can, is the major cause for that, and how would you want to change that? Um, uh, so, for me, uh, what I have observed around me, I think people don't talk much. 
I have observed this yes, thing. That People has, don't... I think, increased uh, in your generation. Like the less, even amongst peer friends. Like I at least used to talk to my friends, no matter how good or bad they were. But with you, yes. uh, with your generation, that has decreased significantly. What I have personally experienced is people are rude for no reason. And I don't understand why you are rude to someone. You can be sweet and make their day. If not make their day, it will just give them a smile for a few seconds and that can really help them. So I think that is one thing I have observed and that is something I want to work on. I want people to know that, okay, be sweet, be kind for no reason. Because it's not going to hurt the other person. It will, it may not make the other person happy, but it is not going to impact the other person as well. Uh, I agree. I 100% agree on this. What I'm thinking is, uh, why do you think that your generation is your generation or your peers i have a sister-in-law i know this uh why is it that the people who are at your age just just in generic in a more negative mood you guys have shuttered off everything you guys are not more open to experiences as compared to me i feel and uh you give up easily so sorry if i'm being a, a little bit uh wrong here <laughs> That is my experience. You shut off to new experiences. You are negative. You give up on things way easily. You're just 20. So if at 20 you're saying, I don't want to pursue this. I'm done with life. You've just started living your life. How can you be done with it? You know, uh, what is it that you have to say to people in your generation who are shutting themselves out to new experiences? Okay, so what I want to tell... And first, do you agree with me? Yes, I do agree with you. I have experienced experienced it on my own. So I know that, you know, how this, how we are so impacted at the age of 20. I think there is so much going on in my mind right now. I can't even tell you there's so much work. Okay. Assignment stuff, this stuff, that stuff. It had, it, it has made me so much more, you know, close within so I I am like okay there is so much that I need to do there is so much around me there's so much happening around me that I need to create a shield around me and talk to no one and just be with me and this is one thing I have seen with a lot of individuals nowadays and that's why I think talking has talking to each other has decreased there is so much you know wariness because uh, for judgment there is so much space for judgment and people are just so worried so self-conscious and the self-esteem of the people are very low exactly i would include myself as well it was not good my self-esteem was not good and what i want to tell people uh, let people know is please listen to others but first listen to yourself now there now what is it i know what caused self-esteem issues in me okay what is it that caused self-esteem issues in you, for example? Was it your, was it that, uh, the, what was it? I'll share my experience after this. Okay. So I was saying that, you know, whatever had happened around me, whatever the academically, the peer, uh, peer uh, around my peers and everything, whatever has happened, 
that has made me you know feel like okay whatever i am doing i should get validation for that otherwise whatever i am doing is of no use at all the validation the aspect of validation that was there that really you know made me feel okay i need to do this for others and that made me not even realize okay i need to do something for myself that is what really uh, hurt me that is what really hurted my self esteem i would say yeah Perfect, perfect. So now we are coming to the end of the episode, and I would like to ask three things. Uh, the title of the episode, the title of our podcast, is "Feel It in Your Brain." Before whatever you, whatever emotions are a part of your brain and not your heart. You know, it's whatever you think you feel in your heart is actually in your brain. And um, we want you to feel, as you said, the realness, the love, whatever it is in the brain aspect. Of. So what is the three things that you would want your generation to fight with uh, against validation? Three things that they should feel uh, rather than self-doubt. Okay. I want you all to believe in yourself, number one. I want you to believe in others as well. because when you are you know there for others it will really help you be a better person and help the other person as well and the third thing is i want you to go and do whatever you feel like there is a society there is societal norms that are going to be there who are going to pull you down but that shouldn't be uh, be a obstacle in front of you and these are the three things i want i live by and i want all of you to live by Thank you so much, Sanjeevni, for these uh, very smart and enlightening words. But from a person who's just twenty year old, this is really amazing. Uh, thank you so much for coming to the podcast, and thank you everybody for watching. And this is your episode. Uh, feel it in your brain. Thank you. Thank you.